Welcome to Life Science Marketing Radio, the podcast where marketing leaders inside and outside the sciences share their creative ideas and practical approaches to increasing your marketing ROI. Here's your host, Chris Connor. Hello, everyone. Today I'm doing a solo episode on Life Science Marketing Radio. This episode is about Reebok and the Olympic Decathlon as told by ESPN. So I know that's not our usual marketing coverage, but stick with me. I think you're going to like it. First, I want to remind you that if you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, you will really enjoy hearing from the range of brilliant speakers at the ACPLS annual meeting coming up in Boston on October 25th through the 27th. I recommend you go to acp-ls.org. Click annual meeting on the main menu and find the agenda and see what's happening. Beyond all the great sessions, attendees in the past, I've been to the last two meetings, are always stunned at the willingness of their peers to share their challenges and their good ideas. So there's huge value there. It's really a more fun way to give your career a little boost. It's really an open format meeting. Lots of different sessions, pick what you like, meet other people, get their opinions. It's the right way to do it. I promise you won't regret it. acp-ls.org, click on the annual meeting link. Now, back to the 1992 Olympic Decathlon and the road to Barcelona. Let's just have some fun today. It's uh, the week after Labor Day. We're going back to work. Summer's over. But I've been thinking about this one all summer long. I didn't quite know how to do it. I'm going to make a blog post out of it. But I thought uh, I've got an opportunity to do a podcast by myself today because I have a number of guests lined up that you're going to like, but um, they aren't ready to record yet. So ESPN has done a series of short documentary films. They've been doing this for a while. They're called 30 for 30. They pick 30 different directors to create 30 documentaries about different things in sports to celebrate their 30th anniversary. That was so successful. They've continued making those documentaries, and now they have podcasts about those documentaries where they tell essentially the same stories. This particular episode It was called The Trials of Dan and Dave. So let me set this up for you. In 1992, Reebok, the shoe company, was known primarily as the company uh, that made the shoes that your mom wore to aerobics classes. So they were a little bit of an underdog compared to Nike and maybe some other shoemakers. But they found two guys who were Olympic hopefuls Dan O'Brien and Dave Johnson. You might be old enough to remember this and you might not remember them, even if you are old enough, but they are not underdogs, but they were unknown because they are decathletes competing for the title of the world's greatest athlete. Uh, And the last American to win a medal at this, certainly a gold medal, was Bruce Jenner all the way back in 1976, so 16 years earlier. So that's the story they're going to tell. I'm going to come back to the marketing aspect of this. But I want to jump into the storytelling aspect and what makes this and many other of their podcasts and audio stories so compelling. 
So the audio documentary is captivating. It, they set up the scene. It starts when you are listening at a Super Bowl party and you hear Brent Musburger on the television talking about the game and then uh, clips from Dan or Dave talking about what they were doing. They had invited their friends, each of them separately, to Super Bowl parties saying, hey, you're not going to believe what's going to happen here. And they are featured in commercials in the Super Bowl setting up this whole rivalry ahead of the Olympics. So that's, that's the setup. And this campaign goes on for months. And, of course, Dan and Dave, who are two of the best dick athletes in the world, fully expect to go to the Olympics. But they keep reminding Reebok, you know we haven't qualified yet. And as you can imagine, in every good story, there's a conflict. Well, you can guess what the conflict here is. It turns out Dan doesn't make the team. So then you wonder, well, what's, what happens? And you wonder, you know, part of it is about what's going on with Reebok, and then part of it is uh, these guys have built this up, and what happens to the campaign, and what happens to Dan in particular, whose dream of being world champion gold medal decathlete is slipping away from him. Is he going to give up? Is he going to go away? Never do decathlon again. Eventually, there's a resolution in the story. So the three parts of great storytelling, you set it up, there's a conflict, you don't know what's going to happen, there's high stakes involved for the protagonist, and eventually a resolution. And I'm not going to spoil that for you. But it's a pretty compelling story. I think you know, even a non-sports fan can enjoy this story. The second thing I want to point out is that even though this is audio content, it's a story told through the medium of audio, it's a visual story. As a listener, and this is true of every audio story, you create the visuals and the scenes in your head. You picture the Super Bowl party. You picture the Olympic trials. You know what the Olympics looks like. And that creates greater engagement. You become a more active participant in the story. And my point is, it wouldn't take many of those stories like that, and I don't think they have to be produced to that kind of level. But if you can tell stories like that about what's going on in your world, in the scientific world around your company, your product, your users, you can have an impact on your audience. Um, particularly the dramatic stories of the great things that are being done with new scientific advances enabled by your products or services. Finally, going back to the marketing aspect of this, Reebok took a huge chance on this. The podcast kind of talks about it as a failure. And if you Google this, uh, Reebok, Dan and Dave, you'll find articles from when it happened all the way up till this year. There a lot of people have been talking about it because it's the 25th anniversary of this campaign. And some of them will call it a failure because the story didn't unfold the way that Reebok had set it up. So they, they took a risk. And in fact, they interviewed a marketing director from Nike. And of course, the Nike people were waiting for this to happen. It, was, it thrilled them. But as Dave Johnson points out, they sold more of that shoe than any other shoe that year. So from that point of view, it was a success. And they're still talking about it, even in the context of the story not unfolding. You just got to take your hat off to those people who do something different. You know, it's easy to be a champion if, if things come easy. But I, I want to commend them for taking 
the risk. They found something different to do, and they made a, a story out of it that captivated their audience from January till July, I imagine. I, I'm assuming that the Olympics, I think that in 92, they were in August, as they typically are, August, September. They engaged that audience for a long time, and people knew what was going on. Recapping, storytelling, setup, conflict, resolution. Audio content, visual medium, very engaging and involving for the people listening to it and marketing, they're doing something different. So I want to talk to you now about doing something different with audio content. And I don't promote my services very much at all on this podcast, as you know. Most of you know me as someone who produces this podcast. I hope it's helpful for life science marketers. We cover all kinds of topics. My specialty is helping companies with their content strategy to make sure it's coherent and integrated and efficient when they're producing content. But I'm so excited about this medium of audio now that I'm going all in on producing audio content. And there's lots of ways to do that, but I want you to think about it, particularly around the context of events. If you're an event organizer, lots of things you can do with audio content that can then be repurposed for written content to help supplement the experience for your attendees at the event and down the road market future editions of that very same event or other events. If you are a company that attends events and puts up a booth in an exhibit hall, there's a great opportunity with all the people around to tell stories relevant to what you're doing or more importantly, relevant to your audience by interviewing people in your booth. Now, it's different, I realize. It's a different thing to do. But imagine this, for example. You set up a recording station which takes up very little space. It's a laptop, it's a recording device that fits in the palm of your hand and two microphones. The spectacle of that alone will draw people in to say, hey, that's unusual. What are you doing here? Imagine interviewing new assistant professors and saying, if you could talk to your postdoc self and give them three tips on which, what you wish you had done, either as a postdoc or a new professor, what would it be? And you can get all kinds of helpful advice from these people that you could then turn around and with their permission, of course, publish either in both audio format and as written content to be helpful to them. And you could make that a series. You could do that at many events. That's just one example of the kind of content you could produce simply by asking people questions and having conversations and isn't that part of what you're trying to do at an event anyway, is get people involved in conversations? So think about that. If you're interested, you can contact me. As always, chris at lifesciencemarketingradio.com. I'm really excited about this possibility. I'm already doing this for one client. Really excited about it. But I think uh, everybody can benefit from this in some way and lots of different ways to do it. So if you think you know what you would do with it, I can assure you we can think of some more things. And that's it. 
I'm hoping everybody had a great summer. I know it's uh, nice in some ways to have your kids back in school, get back to the routine, back where it should be, be a little bit more productive, and finish the year strong. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, tell two of your friends, and I will talk to you in a couple weeks.